Oh, that's embarrassing. This podcast contains vulgar language and sensitive subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Healthcare Villains. You're here with uh, Juggerdoc. And I'm Poison Ivy. Thanks for listening again to all of our faithful listeners. We love you. We do love you guys. We to be babies in you put babies in us whatever. I was I was about to say mainly because half of you guys are our family um <laughs> but you just made it weird so no, the, the fan mail come on I know come on yeah we really love hearing from people so we do even when it's awkward it's fine we like awkward we we are awkward your mug even says heavy and awkward which is <laughs> ironic um and that, that's for that's that, a lifting brand heavy and awkward Mm-hmm. Should lifting Lift- be awkward? Well, if you do strongman, it is. Which, oh. when everybody hears this, I would have done a strongman competition. That is true. We, we are recording ahead of time, people. So, huh. thankfully, because sometimes we get behind. Yeah, they know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am. That's because we're train wrecks, obviously, on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's full of shit. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, by. By the time this comes out, yeah, I think I would have done the strongman competition. So that's a strongman thing because they lift heavy and awkward things. So I'm trying that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's that very creative. That so wrong on so many levels. And I know. so, yeah. Okay. So hopefully I did great because I had been sick leading up to it. Like for weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, and I wasn't able to do anything. Nothing. I, I couldn't even lift my ass out of bed. That made it heavy and awkward. That was very heavy <laughs> and awkward. So hopefully I did well. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I hope you did well too. <laughs> to my future self, just, just push through. You'll, you got this. Just you got this. It doesn't matter if you come in last. You did it. Yeah, well, it's I, fine. I'm not doing it. I so. mean, because I, I, I usually do, like, you know, the CrossFit stuff or the Spartan Race, which mm-hmm. um, we're going to be going to Las Vegas here soon, Las people. Las Vegas! I think, I think we're going to do some, like, Instagram. We're like, going to try. We're going to try to do some social media posting yeah. for our healthcare villains. Yeah. When we're in Vegas. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll keep you posted, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we are going to be going there so I can do a Spartan race. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so uh, hopefully I do well there. Future me, just run fast. Run faster run. than 90% of the people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is what you got to do. But then we're going to party it up for Jugger Doc's birthday. That's right. Birthday, mm-hmm. birthday, birthday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots of fun things coming up. Oh, my God. We go to the circus. We go to the Circus Circus in Vegas and listen to Circus by Five Finger Death Punch. I'm just saying. Ooh. It's like a perfect storm. It is a perfect storm. <laughs> yeah, so we got some fun stuff coming up, and we'll have more to talk about because um, we're going to Vegas. We're going to see some shit. Uh, yeah. Well, you got to stay out after dark. So. Oh, my God. I'm going to be like past I know, my bedtime. <laughs> no, me too. I'm so old. But So I got to start getting – I got I to gotta start training, too, to stay up late once yeah, it gets closer. Go. I mean, yeah, because <sighs> – Staying up past nine anymore is getting rough. Well, because we're going to obviously drink after I run the race. And, um, <laughs> yeah, not during. I'll drink during. Yeah, you'll actually. probably drink during. Uh, yeah. And I don't drink in my training phases. I know I sound like a douchebag. I'm sorry. I guess I kind of am. But it does, why does it sound like a douchebag that you're bettering your health? Okay, fine. Well, it's, it's well known. Everybody hates CrossFitters. See, I don't think that's true. No, you don't? Oh, because, mm-hmm. like, you don't see all those memes? Like, oh, if you rock, walk into a room and then there's a vegan, a CrossFitter, and something else. I don't know what the other one is. Um, how do you tell the difference between them? And then it's like, they're like, well, just wait 30 seconds. They'll tell you. you like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't do that. <laughs> uh, maybe it's only funny to other CrossFitters because they realize that. 
Because I don't think I've picked up on that just oh. in like being out in the social areas. Yeah. But it's not like I'm super social, so. Yeah. But mm. anyway, so I don't drink in that train in like at least two months in my training phase. Uh, phase. Yeah. Before a race or a competition, I don't drink and I eat clean and all that stuff. And then after said competition or race, then I go fucking wild. Hog wild. Yeah. I'm going to drink. And I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And so we're going to be in Vegas and do that. Uh, buffets in Vegas. That's all I'm going to say. Buffet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's where it's at. Yeah. So we're going to have a good time. Ain't nothing but a good time, baby. Yeah. So all right. What are we talking about today, Jugger Doc? Today, we're talking about ditching and dumping patients. Because <laughs> everybody knows the story of, uh, oh, yeah, well, the long-term care can't handle this patient and their behavior. So they're just going to take them to the ER. And have them admitted for behavioral problems or whatever. Change of mental status. Right. And then they um, say, sorry, they don't live here anymore. Yep. So then you're stuck with trying to find a placement for this obviously problematic patient. Yeah. Um, for the people that are listening that do not work in healthcare, yes, this is an actual thing. Yeah, that happens is. everywhere. That facilities that are taking care of me, mom, pop up. Yep. If they get tired of their asses because they're being shitheads, sometimes they will drive them and they will literally dump them in an ER. And I mean, leave. technically, technically, it is illegal to do that. It is, but there are many wide, gray, large loopholes to circumvent. It's it's not hard to do. Basically. No, it's not. It's and, not. And they and they do it. Like I understand we're villains, okay, and we're we're borderline terrible people. <laughs> But, okay, all right. We, I mean, yeah. we talk about wanting to smother our patients with pillows, but we, we don't do, do it. <laughs> never, never, ever have I. I would win that game. Yep. Um, and, and we don't dump them anywhere. So Right. Well, that's just, that's just, come on. Come on. I know. All right. It's messed up because your facility is literally there to take care of these patients. That's and your whole purpose. That's legit your whole purpose so when that patient acts out it's because and i hate to say this but it's because you don't have a good behavioral plan or you don't have enough staff to actually enforce the behavioral plan that you have on hand to monitor these behaviors because i mean if you can train a dog to do things you can train a human to do things and if you enable someone's behavior they're going to continue to do that behavior because it gets them what they want so i have a question for you doctor doctor sure so for those patients with dementia can you basically train them unfortunately no not okay. so much with dementia like early stages of dementia fine but the later stages like the middle stage of dementia that's the hard one because at the end stage they're just you know more vegetative than anything else mm -hmm. but in that middle stage of dementia they don't retain anything so you can't train like you can't teach an old dog new tricks or whatever that saying is because their brain doesn't retain it because right. their short-term memory is just shot so people who have legit dementia who need to actually be in memory care not again not the early stages of dementia when they're just so angry because they realize that they have dementia which is a real thing i mean how scary would it be to for you to be actively aware that you're losing your mind mm -hmm. that would be fucking terrifying and i'm not yeah. saying it's not for real and so you do act out because you're terrified. And if you don't have a good behavioral plan in place to help alleviate those fears and help calm that patient down, it's not going to, it's going to get worse. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and the reason why I asked, because I'm sure a lot of people were wondering, but also that's where I see the most patient dumping is patients that are in that dementia phase where they're like, they don't know what the fuck's going on. And they usually are violent. They act out in violence they or, can. They, or they 
try to run away or they just scream all day. Well, you got to figure again. They don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on. They have no idea. They are in an unknown environment, surrounded by unknown people. You're trying to wipe their ass or put them in the shower and they think you're trying to kill them. Yeah. And so this is when I see most of them getting dumped in the ERs. They do. And again, because there are just not good places. There's not good memory care places in this area. There's like, I think, two yeah, and they're the ones who are dumping them in the ERs because they can't handle them. I'm like, that's what you're there for. So I have a, it's not necessarily a dumping story, but kind of. Okay. So we had this guy who was being taken care of at home with dementia. Family was taking care of him, but they also had home health and hospice there. Okay. And home health and hospice was supposed to be, you know, I don't know, fucking medicating them and <laughs> what? I know all this shit. And clearly they did a terrible job because he went off the fucking deep end. He <clears throat> escaped out of the house in the middle of the night, fell somewhere and like got injured. Oh, that's and, not good. And he just got literally, he just got a little um, cut on his head. Oh, okay. All um, right. I'll allow that. Yeah. And so, you know, they brought him into the ER because they're like, and they were, and they were saying, oh, well, he has an altered mental status. No shit. He has dementia. But the thing with altered mental status is that it's not altered from his baseline. Exactly. And so that's like how he ended up getting admitted. And I'm like, so, okay. Um, <clears throat> you people know exactly what you're doing. You, people. <laughs> <laughs> you brought him here. You knowing that this is not he's nothing different they just want a fucking vacation essentially is what it is they need respite care yeah go find respite care don't use a hospital as your respite care yeah don't because guess what he was super violent weird he we ended up um i ended up being his nurse and that dude mm, listen i've worked in some hairy situations i've worked in detention centers in the military that was sketch. I've had a few close calls. I've worked in prisons, and I've never had so many attempts of assault against me. As this fucking guy? As this fucking guy. In the years that I worked in those places, I felt far safer than I did in that 12 hours with that old man who tried, in the look in his eyes, he wanted to hurt me. Like, pure anger. Wanted to fucking hurt me. So I'm like, when we're looking at his home meds, and me and the hospitals are looking at his home meds, mind you, none of us work memory care, this kind of shit. But we are even looking at it like, you're not even medicating him appropriately to keep him fucking calm. That's a problem. That is a fucking problem. Yeah. So then you are just be like, well, we're going to just take him to the ER and have a fucking vacation. Just give him some Versed. Be fine. Fuck, man. So, yeah, I had something like that, and that pissed me off because I feel like... Yeah, they just used us as, like, a fucking daycare for them. They did. They totally fucking did. But what's weird, though, is that most uh, hospice and home health agencies, they have respite care. Right. So it's weird that they didn't just be like, dude, can we get some of this respite care? Well, and we're like, well, who is this home health? They're, like, not medicating him appropriately for dementia. Like, it was, like, not even any kind of, you know, mood stabilizers or anything. Nothing. Like, I think what... I know I consulted you. I'm like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jugger Doc, but I feel like this is not appropriate. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> not even a little bit. And I was like, can you come work at this fucking hospital, please? <laughs> no, I cannot. God damn it. Anyway, so yeah, that was 
that pissed me off. So one of the main problems with dementia, so when people have, especially when they have dementia and they're dumped like that, they need to go to what we call a geropsych unit that are specifically tailored to treat those types of patients and those types of behaviors. Or like when Mima gets a rage in UTI and they go off their fucking crackers, <laughs> completely crackers. That's what, so, because it takes like four days for them to come back around once you start mm -hmm. antibiotics, right? So the geral psych units are supposed to be a mix between behavioral health and um, medical, so they can treat both. They can treat the behaviors and they can treat the medical stuff. Yeah. Because almost inpatient behavioral health, they can't, not that they can't, they don't treat medical stuff because they're like, Meh, it's too much for me. Meh. Yeah. And vice versa, right? And you don't want, anyway. So, but there are no Gerald psych. There used to be two in this area, and now there's none. Yeah, and I'm, I would imagine in other places, like hopefully people are listening. And they're like, "What the fuck, are you guys bitching about? We have that shit." Which good for you. We right? don't. We do not. Yeah, and um, so you can't even admit a, a dementia patient to a behavioral health unit because dementia is not a behavioral health problem; it's a medical problem. Yeah, which I'm kind of like, mm, yes and no. Yeah, right. It's it's that gray area right there. Yeah. <laughs> gray because the gray matter in the brain you know <laughs> <laughs> well done i know very nice um, you know so but yeah the it's frustrating too because um yeah i've had plenty of patients that were no shit dumped in the er from their family from facilities yep and the hospital's like well i mean we can't discharge and they have fucking dementia we can't and they have them. nowhere to go you can't you, you can't, can't street them no no not a dementia patient that's that's no. murder yeah so then they get admitted to the most fucking hectic floor of the entire hospital of course the catch-all the med surge yeah and that that place is a fucking sensory overload which you definitely don't <laughs> want with dementia patients <laughs> what yeah you don't want all those bells and whistles going off all the time yeah. with dementia patients yeah. people running outside the room everybody coming and going and they're like what the fuck's and happening? then you have you have a fucking betty who's not demented but she's just an asshole and she goes nurse 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 <laughs> oh, yeah that that fucking bitch <laughs> and then some random dog comes wandering through that's all dirty and shit covered and he's like Dementia patient's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. It's like, Nom. <laughs> Nom was better. Right? Charlie's coming to get me. I've had a patient that I think he flashed back to Nom. I'm sure. Because there is, it's very much sensory overlord. Oh, Lord. God It damn. is the sensory overlord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord, please have mercy on me. Uh, no, more, no more sensories. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Do you have any um, stories of patients yeah, yeah, being yeah. done? Yeah, actually, so one of my, <coughs> just this happened not too long ago, but one of my past uh, students was uh, with a, she was a one-to-one -one with an autistic kid mm -hmm. at an ED. So uh, she was texting me. She's like, hey, how come they're not admitting this kid to behavioral health? And not a kid, a, a young man. He was an adult. I'm like, well, you can't admit an autistic person, severely autistic, to behavioral health or some other kind of DD. I can't remember exactly what, but severely developmentally delayed, right? Okay. I'm like, you can't admit someone like that to behavioral health because uh, it's medical and you're not going to get any, you're not going to get any. You not, can't fix it. No, you can't. You can't fix it. Uh, and you can't really treat it. You got to just fix it with interventions and behavioral stuff that even if they implement it in an inpatient behavioral health, it's not going to be the same wherever he goes wherever this dude lives those are the people that need to implement all these behavioral health or behavioral um gosh interventions mm -hmm. right so and she's like yeah because he's been down here for like weeks now in, in the, the ed, ED? Mm -hmm. 
He's been in the ED for yeah, weeks. because nobody will take him. There's nothing medically wrong with him, so they cannot admit him. There's nothing, there's nowhere for him to go. He's and been in the ER for yeah, weeks. Yeah, because they had nowhere for him to go. And so they're trying to, like, do How did he get to the ER? Dumped him. Who dumped him? The group home or whatever place he was living at. Why? Because of his behavior. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, he wasn't a kid. He was like early 20s or something like that. But they were just playing hell to place this guy because they're like, nobody will take him. He can't. He's not allowed back where he was because of his behaviors. But yet they're still paying for him to have a one to one there because he's still like like a client. Well, I don't know exactly how it ran down, but uh, yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. That's and awful. So this, this poor guy lived at the ED for a couple of weeks until they found him placement. Yeah. And again, I know that we're we're villains, right? Air quote, yeah. But that's that's just don't do that. Like, come on. That's that's come on. That's yeah. We yeah. If we won't do it, well, shit. That's bad. <laughs> like, for real. For real. Yeah. So yeah, that would that that was one of them. Another one that I wanted to talk about that there was like, uh, for. The, some of the areas that we that I've worked in, they've been very, very rural, right? So they have, like, no fucking resources at all. And if you get a very aggressive psychotic patient, whether it's due to drugs or whatever, if once they're permafried, right, and they're super aggressive, uh, even the state institutions can refuse to take them because they're too aggressive, right? They've mm -hmm. treated them multiple times before, and they're just like, look, man, we, we're, we, we can't do this unless we... Um, chemically restrain someone there's nothing we can do for this person right mm -hmm. and so then you're like well that isn't that again literally your entire job and the state psychiatric institution was like not in this case and so <coughs> in this state they had a one facility that took dangerous psychiatric patients and it was uh you had to get some sort of um legal judicial involvement like it had to go through the department of corrections also because the person who was the danger to other people had assaulted many, many people, including healthcare staff, which should be a felony. And in a lot of states, it is a felony. In that state, I don't think it was. But uh, anyway, so that he had charges. So I was like, look, man, dude is dangerous to not just us, but if we discharge him anywhere, he's going to end up hurting somebody. And he was just so fried by meth that no drugs would fix it. He was just... It was horrible. And every time he came into the hospital, his baseline dropped at least by fucking, I don't know, 10% or something. I'm surprised it's not negative 10% at this point in time. But um, there was no place for him to go except for this, uh, like, a, like I said, it was kind of like department of, almost like a combo of a department of corrections and a behavioral health type of place. It was high security, high acute behavioral health something. I can't remember exactly uh -huh. what it was called. And so we got them on the list, but still, the people that are there, they don't get out fast, if at all. Uh, no. So it's like it was a waiting game, and he ended up staying on that unit for months. And they had to segregate him uh, by closing the fire doors into one end of the hall because he would just be so verbally and physically intimidating and aggressive and sexually inappropriate to anyone. So they had to block off the fire doors, and then it... 
uh, obviously decreased the entire census for the whole rest of the floor because they couldn't use any rooms on that hall. Okay. My what? Okay. Yeah. It I'm was just, a fucking mess. I'm just going to say what everybody's thinking. Hmm. If we were, um, you know, animals, for example, like a pack of wolves, <laughs> that wolf, we would have fucking ripped them apart. We Dead. Dead. He would have been dead a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Because he is clearly not productive for the pack. No. No. He's not productive for fucking anyone. Anyone. No. I'm sorry, but... I know this is an awful thing to say, but why are we wasting so much fucking energy? Remember when I said that 20% of the people take up uh, 80% of the resources? That guy is taking up, like, way more. Oh, he is taking up so much of the resources. All, and, like, and I mean, I've heard the argument, well, he's somebody's son or he's a... No, I don't care. No, his family refuses to have anything to do with them because they've tried and tried and tried, and it just does not work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sorry, that probably a very um, <clears throat> taboo thing to say, but I'm, I mean it. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Because, yeah, I mean, and he's got no quality of life. It's not like the dude was happy. Yeah. He's not running around with sunshine and smiles for people as he punches him in the face. Right. It's just all anger, and, yeah, it was terrible. And he was there for months. Ruined the morale of fucking everybody. A couple people ended up getting assaulted while he was there. He ended up being in restraints ah, countless, countless times. See, that's fucking ridiculous. It's, it is, and that's no way to live for anyone. It's, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Just fucking take them out, man. I mean, we execute <laughs> people for, like, they, you know, for being murderers, which I agree with, for one. Okay? I'm not opposed to the death penalty. No. No, me neither. Because working in prisons, let me tell you, first of all, they're on death row for fucking ever. And talk about a fucking bleed of, the, of resources. resources. So, but anyway, I mean, it, no, I'm with de- you. Yeah, what, we just just do it, man. Right. Just get rid of him. And I hate to say it, but he's gonna like get rid of himself eventually because he's either gonna piss off the wrong person who is gonna hurt him, or he's just gonna keep going down the drugs. Like he was so psychotic that he was wandering around without any clothes on in the winter, like crazy shit like that. Right. It goes back to like I think it was last week. We're like, it's because of assholes like us, and we keep these fucking people alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the paramedic firefighter guy, don't just don't show up, okay? Yeah, get, get lost. <laughs> yeah, literally, get lost. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I mean, my my stories aren't that bad, but like, <laughs> that I've, was probably one of the worst ones. That's but, really bad, man. Yeah, and unfortunately, it happened more than once. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, especially in, so where we live, yeah, like you said, we are a pretty rural area mm-hmm. that we live, um, and maybe we need to, like, consult somebody who works in an inner city hospital. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, say, so, um, do you have, do you have these problems? I'm sure they do, but, like, they probably get more, like, people drive by, drop off their buddies that are overdosed or, like, <laughs> shot up or whatever. Right, just, That's like, a, push them out of the car. Yeah, and, and then going. beep, beep, and then j- drive off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I did work at one place that was basically inner city. Oh, yeah, because you traveled, uh-huh. huh? Yeah, you did a lot of travel uh-huh. nursing. Yeah. Anyway. Any hoozles. But, um, so, okay, this is a unique one. Um, when I was in the military, we would actually get um, people that would, so the command would drop off their sailors to mental health because they just didn't want to fucking deal with them. What were they doing? Um, you know, a lot of them were just, you know, not being 
they weren't following orders very well. They had, you know, just being a pain in the ass, essentially. Isn't that when you, like, fucking send them to get whipped or some shit like that in the military? Like, what the fuck? Oh, well, you know. Um, I've seen the movies. I mean, most of them had either Clint Eastwood or John Wayne in them for the day. <laughs> and that's a different military than what you're talking about. But, yeah. Yeah, no. Even in my time, we did not beat people up. Should have. I was going to say survival of the fittest, man. I, I really feel like um, it would have been better <sighs> if we just. would have been stronger. Yeah. I mean, we probably wouldn't still be in a fucking long-ass war if we just, like, stopped making everybody be a bunch of pussy. Anyway. Whole another side tangent. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But, <laughs> but yeah, I've had, um, I've had, um, this is when I was deployed, and they, um, they would drop soldiers off. So, that, you know, because it was on deployment, so we had all the branches there. They would drop soldiers off that were useless, essentially, because they're fried, and just drop them off with us and peace out like talk about taking care of your people and stuff but then on the flip side of that like some of their people would come to us so it's not really patient dumping it's more like patient snatching um, <laughs> um <laughs> patient snatching okay I, okay keep going now so I'm, I'm, you hooked me <laughs> so basically we would have so this is in the middle of a fucking war zone and we are this um the only higher echelon of medical care and but we have mental health hence why i was there and we would have these soldiers come in it was always soldiers it was very rarely marines or anything like that because at least their command takes care of them in the army they don't give a fuck about their soldiers okay good to know from my experience and i've been to a few commands and i've worked with the other branches pretty extensively well, the Air Force is always happy because they have everybody kissing their ass and tongue in their asshole, okay? <laughs> and then <laughs> the Marines are just so happy. They're like a bunch of Labradors, <laughs> retrievers, like, yeah, Wait, okay. I'll do whatever you I'll want. I'll do whatever you want. What do you want? It's fine. What's that? What's that? Let's go. Yeah. Come on. But the, but they take care of their people. Like they're, That's why they're, they're happy golden yeah. retrievers or yeah. Labradors or whatever. Yeah. The, like, they have very good military bearing, and they have a really good chain of command, and so they, their higher-ups do take care of their Marines very much. Navy's meh, hit or miss. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Battleships. He's like my battleship. <laughs> hit or miss. I was thinking friendly fire, but okay. No Take torpedoes. Fuckers out. <laughs> yeah, hit or miss with the Navy, um, and then the Army. And every time I worked with the Army, they're most of the time their upper command were fucking assholes and treated their soldiers like shit. So back to my patient snatching okay. scenario. So I have these guys come to us, and this is like their third or fourth tour. And back then. You know, these guys were going to war for 14 months at a time, go home for a couple months, send them back. Oh, that's so terrible. Yeah, and, and that it's happened a lot. The other branches really didn't do that. It was only the Army that treated their people like that. And then they wonder why they all get so fried. Yeah, and so they would come Weird. to us, and they are so suicidal and depressed, and they just can't anymore. And we're like, you know, I would just be like, <clears throat> just be honest. I will help you, but you got to tell me the truth. And they're like, I want to die. I, I, if you did not take my weapon from me, because we take their weapon from them when they come inside the hospital, we do it for everybody who comes in the hospital, air quote. Um, <laughs> I've seen MASH. Yeah. Um, we would have everybody who comes in surrender their weapon to our master at arms because we have a metal, mental health yeah. Um, section yeah. and we don't know if they're coming in for mental health or not and we are not going to ask them so we make everybody surrender their weapon that's just good policy in a hospital yeah. i think well i mean it, it, you gotta think this is in the middle of afghanistan 
Mm -hmm. Most people want to keep their weapon on them. I would. I kept my weapon on me, but I worked there. So. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah. Fair point. But at the same time. Hmm. But anyway. again, we were always concerned of like the mental health yeah, yeah. aspect. And that was always an issue we had. It's like, well, do we have them surrender? But so at this time, the policy changed a lot. So at this time, everybody surrendered their weapon. Anyway, so a lot of times they would say, if you didn't take my weapon, I would have fucking ate bullets by now. Okay. I'm like, okay. And I was like, you know what? We're going to send you home. And I had that power as a puny enlisted person. I had that power to make that call. Hmm. Yeah, some of those Army officers did not fucking like that. Oh, yeah, I can see how that could rub the wrong way. Yeah, so, like, and my officers, who are psychiatrists and psychologists, I had three of them. There was three of them there, which is amazing. There's that many, but whatever. To be fair, we were covering for everybody in fucking Afghanistan. Right, the for, whole yeah. command that was out there, yeah. Yeah, so um, they always backed me up. If I said they need to go home, they're like, okay, I'll sign it, and then... Boom. That's how it worked there. Like, then they just turn around and get on a plane and go home? Basically, we just mm -hmm. sign some papers, and we find out when the next plane's going to Germany, and we put them on there, and we send them home. It's pretty much that. However, you have to get permission from the command, because if you don't, they can be AWOL. Oh. Oh, that's stupid. Okay. Isn't, All it, right. So you see where the patient snatching is starting to come in? Yep. Yep. I see it. I see so, it. They're like, you can't. You're not. Oh, you're not leaving, motherfucker. Well, I, you know. I would have officers come in and they'd be like, who said that my soldier can leave? And I said, that was me, sir. And then he's like, you don't have any authority. I'm like, actually I do, sir. Um, <laughs> and let me tell you the high I got off <laughs> telling these fucking pompous motherfuckers. You're like, uh, yeah. Mind you, I'm an E4 and I'm telling an officer. So an E4 is pretty low in the totem pole. Okay. How far do the E's go up? So you have... Um, we go all the way up to E8. Okay. So, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. I'm pretty low on there. Got totem it. pole. And they're like, I'm not doing that. They're fucking making it up. And I'm like, okay. Well, I also have the power to take soldiers from your unit to be their one-on-one -on -one because it, they don't have to release them to go home, but they do have to comply with our orders to keep them safe in a mental health aspect. So they have to basically surrender soldiers to be his one-on-one -on -one. so that's like soldiers from that same unit yeah. or whatever yeah. are going to be his babysitter yep oh i bet they hated that yeah more. so i'm like so you're going to have to cough up not just one soldier i need at least two because it's one-to-one -one, 24 7 and so i'd squeeze them and there was one time this guy held out this one officer held out for two weeks Wow. And I was like, you're taking, now at this point, he was like taking out five soldiers out of the fight just to be a fucking prick. Wow. Mm -hmm. But on the same token, so were you. I was trying to help him. <laughs> I wasn't being a prick, though, because this guy was going to kill himself. And I, and I was trying to protect him and trying okay. to help him. All right, you're right, you're right. And so I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. I will take more soldiers from you. I'm not, not taking him off, I'm not taking him off suicide watch. No. And he still has to carry a weapon on base because you can be stopped by, you know, the, med the master at arms or medical or the military police if you don't have your weapon on base. Everybody has to have their weapon. So if you don't have your weapon, everybody knows oh. you're a crazy motherfucker trying to kill yourself. But and even at that, so you have to have your weapon, so you have to have someone watching you. 
Yeah, you always have that to have somebody sense. with you. Well, we would give them their weapon. We'd just take the firing pin out. So it's a useless weapon. But nobody knows. Right. That makes sense. So, that yeah. they would. Eventually, that guy, I was like, if you just, you, you have five soldiers out. If you just comply and let us send him home so he can get help. Whether you think he's making it up or not, that's not your call. You, you could just only lose two soldiers from your fight as opposed to five. And then you'll get one back. So you're only going to lose one. You fucking dumbass. Yeah, that makes no sense. So, yeah, that was my patient snatching. Well, uh, maybe he doesn't know how to add. He is in the Army. I know. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Even though he's a commander or an officer or whatever. <laughs> the brass. Whatever the, you want to call the it. The brass. But, yeah. So not necessarily dumping. Snatching. snatching. Patient snatching. <laughs> I wonder if I have any. I don't have any patient snatching stories. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. That is not true. I do have a patient snatching story at an, an open campus uh, psychiatric institution. Was a very smart person. Psychotic. Mm-hmm. I can't. Maybe depressed. I don't even know anymore. But, uh, yeah, it was an open campus. So he's, like, called his friends. He's like, hey, come meet me right here for lunch. And then he just got in the car and they drove off. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's snatching. That's um, it's more like elopement. Genius right there, really. And uh, eventually they did find him at like his girlfriend's house. I'm like, well, that was stupid. Get out of the state. Yes, yeah, seriously. Get dude. out of the state. If you're going to do it and make it worth your while, get out of the state. Seriously. Hmm. That's fucking funny, though. That's <laughs> something else. Mm-hmm. Something else. Yeah, I recently. Um, <clears throat> saw at um not the hospital i work at but i know somebody who was at this hospital they um had a patient that's been on their med surge floor for i think definitely over a month and she was a patient dump she um was in a facility like at the capitol like so that's a couple hours away yeah that's like hours away yeah in a facility there I, and the family didn't like it for whatever reason are you fucking kidding me took, took her out has so many more resources than you bring them over to here because mm-hmm. the yeah it, it's a capital so it obviously is a bigger city uh, has yeah. way more way more way more options way more options didn't like it for whatever reason i don't know because i wasn't there and drove them all the way to here and put them in this local hospital are dropped them kidding me dropped them off at the er and left what and left has not come to see her at all what and she has dementia because they didn't oh my god and i I, i'm like what did you not fucking like about it um (laughs) the turkey sandwiches were too dry like what the fuck exactly and so i'm like there's got to be more to the story and i don't know but the point of the the family left her there. That's what's important. And if the family's that invested and they're so invested that they don't like this one facility, why would you just take off and leave? Well, and like part of me is like, I, I don't know how much of the story I believe, but the point is, is like it was the family. That's a for sure fact. Family dropped her off at the ER and fucking left and has not come back. And that is what's fucked up. Oh, that's totally fucked up. Families do that all the time. Families suck. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think we have a whole episode about families sucking. But it's a different kind of suck. Maybe we should have an episode about families sucking in this manner. <laughs> Seriously. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, and so I actually, because um, I was up there visiting said person, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't, not the patient, said person <laughs> that I get the information from. Um, <laughs> your, uh, your confidential informant. Yeah, my informant. <laughs> and they were, like, I saw this patient and just 
kept wanting to get a taxi and the nurses are like oh, can't you know trying to redirect, redirect as much as you can and then eventually somehow she she escaped um got into the elevators at one point and like and so it kind of became a big deal but i'm like I mean, seriously, you're going to get on the nurses about this shit? Are you fucking serious? It's a fucking med surge floor. They are busy as fuck. They don't have time to babysit dementia patients. I'm sorry, but you don't. No, they don't. And they don't have time to to spend all this energy to try to redirect them and spend all this time with them. and blah, 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 blah. If that's, Get them a one-to-one, for fuck's sake. Right? That's what you need. Yeah. Well, well we don't have enough staff. Well... Well, you're not going to have, you're going to have even left staff when we're all fucking out looking on the, over the grounds for this dementia patient. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. then how many staff are you going to have? Fucking none. Seriously. Get your goddamn administrators off their asses. Get their pearls out of their asses. <laughs> get the brass off their ass. Whatever you got to do. <clears throat> and let's get some help. Seriously. But, yeah, I was just, ah, man, I'm blown away, man. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of patient families, I got one that's very similar to that. We had, uh, one night, did work on a Gerald psych unit for a little while. We had this gal that was a patient dump because she had burned out of every facility in the, like, every single goddamn facility in the area because Damn. of her behavior. <laughs> right? What did she do? She was just, she was aggressive. She was noncompliant. She would elope all the time. She just wanted to do what she wanted to do. Okay. Right? Uh, she was... Oh, shoot. I want to say she had some mental health diagnoses. That's how she ended up on Gerald's site. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I think she was very prone to UTIs too. So she get a uh. flaming UTI super quick, act the fuck a fool, get kicked out. They dump her. Like multiple facilities. But she had a guardian. So one of her kids was her guardian. And in that state at the time, if you had a guardian, you couldn't go to the state psychiatric institution because that makes the state your guardian, right? So mm-hmm. if you have a guardian, they can't also be your guardian. <laughs> I'm just like, the <laughs> fuck, right? You, so you, what you want is for nobody to take care of this patient and everybody just wash their hands and no one be the guardian. So then you can be the guardian. But yet you don't actually want to be the guardian because you don't have enough fucking resources to do that either. My head's spinning. Right? It's a whole, <laughs> it was a whole fucking thing. And it was a nightmare. And this patient ended up staying on the Gerald psych unit for a really long time. I can't remember exactly how long. But it was over a month. Because we couldn't send her to the state. We couldn't send her uh, any facility. No facility would take her. And family was not responsive to any trials to get a hold of them and have them help us place her or have them help us whatever at the end of it we did actually have to uh revoke the family's guardianship because they weren't doing a fucking thing anyway right right? yeah so we're just like we're done you're not gonna be the guardian anymore and make her a basically a ward of the state so then she goes to the state psychiatric institution where she can get placed with a uh with a uh what are they called the people like a payee and a guardian, a state appointed guardian, yeah. and payee and whatever, so they could deal with all of her stuff and place her appropriately, and then actually care for her like she should be cared for. So yeah, that was another patient dump, but the patient, the facility dumped her, and the fucking family dumped her, and I don't think she was that bad. Like I'm not recalling anything where it was like a, like the other guy that I was telling you about, where it was super aggressive or anything like that, but it was just more behavioral with noncompliance and things like that. So, yeah, that was that one. Do I have any? I'm sure I have others. Oh, yeah. I got some more. Oh, well, they're usually, but here's the problem. They're usually all the same. 
you know? Yeah, for real, huh? Yeah, they're all the fucking same, essentially. You know, whether um, family is just fed up with taking care, and it's always dementia. or 90% of the time. Or developmentally delayed. Yeah. Because that's a huge thing, too. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, they're tired and burnt out of taking care of them, or the facility can't handle them, and so they kick them out, and they just dump them in a in an ER because they can get away with that. I mean, it's illegal, but if they have mm-hmm. some other like bullshit excuse mm-hmm. and to not take and then say, well, they can't be here anymore because of X, Y, and Z, you know, they, they can get away with it. But if they were to dump them on the streets, then, oh, then it's that's abandonment. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. But then the problem is, is like, okay, well, we can't kick them out on the street because that would be terrible. So let's just dump them in the ER and then say, oh, they can't be here, whatever. So, and, you know, I can sleep soundly at night because I put them somewhere right. safe. Then it's someone else's problem. Yeah, somebody else's problem. But then you put them in, like, on these floors, with, and it's always going to be med surge. Unless they're super violent, then sometimes they go into the ICU because then you can have just one nurse that has mm-hmm. to deal with them. But, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, so that's much better. Like... That's way better. Yeah, it's way better because me, mom, pop, pop will be fine up there. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a crisis of a shortage with nurses. So or here's my thing with dementia patients. Also, I have a very big um, pet peeve about dementia patients when they are allowed to hurt staff. Mm. Like they pinch them, bite them, scratch them, hit them, whatever. And they're like, oh, well, they just have dementia. I'm like, no, no, Mm-mm. no, no, no. Mm-mm. That is not okay. That is not okay in anybody's book. And I hate to say it, but I have been the person to come in and be like, nope, we're restraining this motherfucker. Because he's hitting people. Yeah, why would it be okay? It's not okay, but so many places are like, oh, yeah, you just got to you just gotta let him, whatever. No. And I'm like, no. No. Mm-mm. I don't care if you have dementia. And I bet you if they were still of their right mind, they wouldn't want to hurt people. True that. You know, if they... If they were in the state they were before they got dementia and then they knew, like, somehow that they were going to hurt people, they would not want that. They'd be horrified. They, I would agree. 100%. You know, like, I know that, well, it depends on who the person is, but, like, <laughs> I would be horrified if, like, I knew I'm going to get dementia and I beat up this poor, like, little aide or something. Right? An aide that's making minimum wage. Yeah. Wiping ass at the hospital. Yeah. And I, I hurt her or, you know. Yeah, you'd feel like shit. Right. And so... I'm like, no. I'm, it's unfortunate that they ended up like that, but fuck that. I'm not getting hurt. No. That's not part of my job description you. to get hit. It's like, you know, was it this episode or last episode? I was talking about the, the guy that, that no, it was this episode. Wow. It's all running together. Um, <laughs> you know, we had that guy that got dumped at the, at the um, ED by his family, and they came to visit sometimes, and then they leave. And, like, but he was so violent he hit my aide he tried to hit me all the time and you know i would like either like push him out of the way or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. luckily the hospital was like no that's no excuse you need to be safe so he ordered whatever i i am meds that i needed to give to be safe well you have to it's not it's not it's not right and like you said i think most of those patients to know that they ended up acting like that that would terrify them they'd be just be like oh what a piece of shit i am yeah they don't i feel like most of them would not want to be that way i would agree with that and so they if i dare to say if they knew that they'd be like do whatever you have to do to fucking sedate me so i'm not harmful to people i mean that's how i would be 
me too like please well besides that who wouldn't want to be sedated <laughs> i want to be sedated yeah like i don't get it i don't get it either so i mean i have i have a family member my grandma has dementia she's starting to move down that trail my my mom's taking care of her She's doing a great job, you know, but I keep telling her, I keep reminding her, like, I know you're doing a good job and I know you're doing everything that you need to. And I know that you want to take care of her, but just know when enough is enough because it's going to get to a point where it's going to burn you out so much. And she is aware of it now. And she, I think she knows when her point is. And so we've talked about like what we need to do when it becomes too much. And luckily, they live in a state where there's way more resources. That's nice. Yeah. So, you know, we have a plan for that where she can go to a place with people who can take care of her. But, you know, it's nice because I think that's where a lot of people end up dumping family members because they're just like, oh, no, I can take care of them. And they're living in a delusional sense where, like, oh, you know, I can totally do this. And then they get to that point when you can't. And then they're well, and they're so burnt at that point in time that you're so burnt. You're like, can you imagine all the feelings that you're feeling? So you have guilt, Mm -hmm. right? Because you can't take care of your family member anymore. You have, um, you have the compassion burnout, right? Moral injury because you think you need to take care of this person. Like this is usually your mom or your dad that took care of you. Well, then I don't know. Maybe have some trauma issues. Maybe actually you're like hating them at the end. (laughs) Like, what is it? diary of a mad black woman Ooh. where she kind of like starts letting him drown in the tub like maybe it's something like that i don't know uh no judgment which i told her like don't pull him out of the water <laughs> right just just let him go <laughs> let him go yeah that bastard anyway yeah so maybe it's something like that i don't know but either way but but you still feel you feel guilt because you can't do it anymore you're totally burned out you're at your wits end maybe you're going into a depression because now you're going through all this grieving process right because you're losing your parent and you're going out of your goddamn mind and you just don't see any way out so what do you do oh the emergency department that's like uh, their whole motto is uh no one left behind (laughs) (laughs) we'll just put them on med surge that's pretty much it Uh right yeah but i get it like i don't know how people do that and back in the day when you didn't have long-term care facilities what the fuck did you do what did they do well you had those um those uh what do you call them the asylums oh yeah yeah maybe that's that's where all the developmentally delayed kids went to yeah that's that's some that's sketchy where the, shit where all the crazy old people went some sketchy shit those violent mental health patients talk, uh-huh. they all went there all in the same unit Mm-hmm. Just running amok, killing each no. other. Amok, 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 yeah. killing each other. Let's hope not. That's how all the things got haunted. Yeah, that's why they're For haunted, real. because it was fucked up there. Running amok. They didn't have an ER to dump pa- patients at. No, probably not. Not, <laughs> in the, not back in the day. And what do they do in other countries that don't have long-term care like that? Well, okay, but here's the thing. I feel like in some countries, like, especially if they're not, like, if they're, like, um, the least developed countries Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. is a very strong like family um dynamic that's way different from us so we have they have multiple generations yeah they have multiple generations taking care of them so they well first of all i don't even know if dementia is like really that prevalent in a lot i don't know so i have a story from a a friend who was from africa oh okay uh she was a nurse that worked with me uh at a hospital years ago and she was telling a story of that when her dad got dementia he was like he would wander 
all the time. Mm-hmm. And they lived in a very rural area also and had no resources and everybody worked. So everybody like walked miles to go to work and then they ended up leaving him home by himself. And he started having problems. Like he started trying to uh, burn the house down, not on purpose, but like well, leaving yeah. shit on fire, right? Right, right, yeah. Leaving fires unattended, wandering out into the fucking... I don't know, African safari or whatever, which can't be healthy for anyone. Uh, no. And so the, they actually ended up tying him to a tree outside. Oh. Right? It was shaded. It was covered. It was, like, uh, as as nice as they could make it. They tied right? him to a tree? Yeah. No like, shit. Like, did he have a leash? A lead? Basically. Basically. <sighs> outside. Because he couldn't burn anything down. They couldn't lock, lock him in the house. Because right. he burned some shit down. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's what we had to do because there was no other alternative. There was no other solution to it. I'm like, well, I mean. I'm assuming they left him food and water at least. I would hope so. (laughs) I mean, he's demented, so I don't know how long that lasted, his food and water. You don't get tipped over. I don't know. In my mind, I'm picturing like the Serengeti or something where it's hot and dry. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't get any more resource or details in that because I was just like, you you, you tied him up (laughs) to a tree. I mean. My, my ethnocentrism is popping up like that judgment, judgment, you can't do that. But then at the same time, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? And if he was safe ish, what I if mean, a lion came by? Uh, I don't know what the, what the village might've had like the thorny bushes. I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> but it's safer than leaving him in the house where he's going to burn the house down and die inside in a fiery death. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah. So that's what they do. They tie they tie their elders to trees. Well, okay. Maybe not all. <laughs> let's not speak to all different cultures uh, yeah. that tie their family that, members to yeah, trees. Yeah, I can't even remember what country in Africa she was from, but she was telling me that. I was just like, huh, maybe it was your grandpa. I don't know. It was someone in her family, and I was just like, that's interesting. Okay. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right, though? Yeah. And if there's no other alternatives, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Okay. I mean... For my grandma, like right now, we just have cameras everywhere and we lock her in the house. Well, she's not burning shit down yet. Not yet. <laughs> right? So it's gonna happen. Uh yeah. Sorry to any of Poison Ivy's families <laughs> listening to the podcast. Yeah. But, but we're not there yet. So uh, right? we're not even gonna stress it until we get there. For real. Because yikes. Oh my god. Dementia's not the way to go. Dude, no, it's not. I mean, again, not that I'm saying I wanna go right now or anything, but I don't wanna go out like that. No. Mm mm. And then you damn well better make sure I'm DNR, DNI. Oh, God. Don't, don't be breaking my ribs. Mm, my God. I actually, um, this is totally not even on topic, <laughs> but since you brought it up, I had a patient who was like in her 80s or some shit, and she had CPR done on her, and she fucking lived. And, yeah, and she was great like i was taking care of her and she's just sitting up talking to me she's like oh my my chest is so sore i'm like i bet it is betty like damn like <laughs> jesus betty yeah. yeah and she was just like she was about to get discharged she was doing fine i'm like what the fuck well what did, what was she having cpr for like i know what she's <laughs> having cpr well for. she wasn't living anymore uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yes and yes. we we ripped her from the arms of jesus i, I got <laughs> i got the concept on that but uh what what ailments i don't caused know. her to not live anymore I, I think i feel like she had some underlying cardiac Okay. it's you um <laughs> that's fine yeah, yeah i can't stuff. remember i I don't, I don't know but it, i she went obviously into cardiac arrest 
obviously. Yes, that's, um, that's usually why you do. I feel like she had some underlying cardiac health problems. Issues. Okay. And then, um, yeah, and then boom. Um, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was also watching, I'm on this new kick of watching this um, TV show called um, Ambulance Australia, which I'm learning so much. Australia? About. What do they do with their elderly dementia patients? You know what? We probably should find out, but we I don't know. find out. But you know what? They have universal health care, so they probably have a lot of resources. You know? Nah, universal health care does not necessarily equal I hear a lot of resources. I hear their health care is outstanding. Is it? Man, That's maybe what I hear. we should move to Australia. No, because it's hot, and there's a lot of critters that kill you. No, yeah, thank you. You do have a spider thing, and they got some fucking spiders. Yeah, no, I'm not going. I would go to Australia. I would go to um, Iceland. They're the happiest people in the world. Them I thought that was like Costa Rica or Sweden or something. Oh, no. It's definitely like Iceland, Finland, Sweden area. Mm. Well, totally go there. Anyway, but I was watching one, and they were doing a CPR in progress with this super old lady, and I'm watching it. I'm such a good parent. I'm watching it with my kids. That's a great parent because you're like, yeah, look at the CPR. That's bad Well, CPR. I'm explaining to them because they were saying, oh, she's in a systole. And, you know, um, little Captain America, he's nine. And he's like, what's a systole? I'm like, that's when the heart is not beating at all. It's just straight beep. You do not shock that. And he's like, oh, but if it is beating a little bit, you shock it? I'm like, yes, yep. that's right. That's Well, not if it's beating well. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah. But anyway, they're doing CPR on this, like. 90 something year old oh. lady in her backyard and i'm like and i'm just watching i'm like stop it right now they were doing so many rounds and stuff like that i'm like stop it and then captain america's like yeah stop it like he knows what's going on <laughs> and like, just call it already i did i was like just fucking call it let her go man let her go into the arms of jesus guess what she happened? lived she, she fucking lived i was like what the hell and then i waited to the end i'm like i gotta know if she died in the hospital which she did but you know like <laughs> well you know uh, just because you Pulled out of Jesus' arms once doesn't mean you're going to do it twice. Eventually, he wants to bring you home. Yeah. Just go. Or <laughs> any other god that you worship. It doesn't have to be Jesus. It could be uh, Zeus. Well, whoever. I feel like Zeus isn't very nice. Uh, in he the, throws in the, lightning at people. He He's also kind of a dick to his wife. <laughs> yeah, he's because he likes to give his dick to everyone. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, we're pretty much out of time. All right. So... Let's wrap this one up. Okay, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, please be sure to leave us a comment. Yes. Or um, send us an email, uh-huh. healthcarevillains at gmail.com. Correct. We would love to hear your stories or any, you know, you know, tell us how Funny awesome we are. anecdotes. Oh, yeah, tell them how awesome we are. Yeah, yeah. we want to know how awesome we are. Um, always. Always. But also be sure to like, subscribe, share. Comment. Comment. Whatever. Whatever. All that for, stuff. On all your po- podcast platforms, whatever. And yeah, all over social media. Yeah, t- talk about us. Yeah, we don't us, mind. Get us out there. Yeah, it's fine. All attention's good attention. Good, bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're like kind of borderlining in that way. We don't care what kind of attention we get as long as we get some. <laughs> uh, it's sad but true. So all right. True. All right. Bye. Bye.